0: Good afternoon, faith family. I'm Daniel. I'm one of the pastors here. I'm joined uh, by uh, Matthew Enoch and then Ken Kerr. Ken Kerr is one of our members. And so we have him uh, on our after-sermon after, after sermon panel today. So we're just going to dive right in. We got to hear from 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 13 through 22 on suffering. And so, uh, first of all, I just want to open it up. Uh, uh, Matthew, what what impacted you the most about this sermon?
1: I, I really loved uh, Pastor Kyle's treatment of, of verses nineteen through twenty, which mm-hmm. is just this, this very uh, confusing and, and difficult passage about Jesus going and, and proclaiming uh, to those who are in prison. And, and Kyle worked through that that uh, four views of that. Um, the thing that I came away with, and I read this this passage last night with Allison, and, and I'd looked at her and I said, "I don't know." Uh, i was kind of on the john piper i think he quoted john piper i don't know what this passage means right and uh the thing that i left with uh, thinking about was um there's so much that that we have yet to understand that we've yet to grasp and verses like that rather than allowing it to frustrate me it makes me excited for Mm -hmm. uh grow growing in my my knowledge of god's truth in eternity so i might not know exactly what Peter was talking about uh, in this life, but, but it, it makes me excited for the next life, knowing that, that I'll get to, somebody's gonna tell me, somebody's gonna tell me right. what that verse meant when, when I get there, so yeah. yeah, I just, I left really encouraged thinking about that.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. that's good. Yeah, Ken, what about you?
1: Uh,
2: interestingly enough, it was that ex- explanation which really was interesting. Um, i have known for years uh, that there are multiple not not a whole lot but there are many passages in the scriptures that are challenging mm-hmm. uh, for interpreters and kyle was very clear and very enthusiastic about his interpretation and the one thing um, that i mentioned to my wife, when I was reading the passage, I was looking forward to his, his uh, preaching on this. Mm-hmm. These, these two particular points, the, uh, the Noah point and the baptism point. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, if you have not heard the sermon, I encourage folks to go back and to listen to that. Very clear, very enthusiastic, and right on target. The point is, though, what I mentioned to Donna last night, any interpretation of this passage cannot be inconsistent with any clear biblical theology. Mm-hmm. It cannot contradict truth. Yes. And, and Kyle handled that so well. Um, so I would encourage any who uh, have not heard that a sermon to to go back and listen to it, or even to listen to it again if you were here.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, no, thank you. That's that's excellent. Thank you both. So um, Kyle had two main points in, in the sermon. Sometimes it is God's will for you to suffer. One time it was God's will for Christ to suffer. So I want to just ask us broadly. You know, in, in this passage, we're told that if we suffer for what is right, we are blessed. So so how is it? How is it that we as Christians are to respond to suffering as as opposed to how other people, like, uh, unbelievers, respond to suffering? Like, what about that needs to look different?
1: Yeah. The, the, the thought that came to mind uh, was this, the last song that we sang um, mm-hmm. before the throne of God above, and the line, when Satan tempts me to despair, uh, and it says, upward I look and see him there who made an end to all my sin. Mm-hmm. That, in it, that alone... Uh, it, we have no reason to despair in, in suffering, as the world does. The Christian has no uh, reason to despair. And um, when when we talk about long-term suffering, and, and you know, I have not had to to, to deal with the, the types of suffering that our um, our brothers and sisters and in, in other countries are, yes. are dealing with, um, but. There's a even still there is there's a sense in which there is no need for them to despair because God uh, will vindicate them yes. uh, in the end. So I, I think that looking at that, knowing that there is no place for a Christian to be living in a in a muck of just deep despair uh, because of our suffering, we can rejoice in our suffering. Mm. Um,
0: yes. Yeah. And the world doesn't have if they're suffering, they don't have a reason to, (laughs) to, because I'm just suffering, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ken, what are are your thoughts?
2: Well, from this passage, I was reminded of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, specifically the Beatitudes. Mm -hmm. Now, the first seven Beatitudes are all one-liners. And then Jesus comes to This, beginning in verse 10, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad. Not necessarily be glad for the suffering, but... Be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets who were before you. Then in verses 13 through 16, Jesus goes on and says that we are the salt of the earth and we are the light of the world to the end that, and I quote, others may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. And our suffering has a purpose. Uh, God has control over all things. But in the Beatitudes specifically, Jesus said your suffering is for the glory of God that others may see that your life is different. That you can handle suffering. Why can we handle suffering? Why does God use our suffering for his glory? Well, that brings me in my mind and in my heart to Romans 8. Mm. In verse 18, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy comparing to the glory that is to be revealed to us. Then in verse 28, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. So any suffering that we have is for our good, the good of others and the glory of God. I pick up in Romans eight with verse 35. When we're suffering and specific things are mentioned, We may feel in the moment like we're alone, but verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered, no, Our suffering is for the glory of God, that others may see the hope that is in us. Mm-hmm. So what is the contrast? Every believer has a blessed hope, even in the midst of suffering. The unbeliever does not have that hope.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, no, thank you, thank you. Yeah, and I've, I've heard it said by, Many theologians, I can't—I remember. Maybe Luther is one of the originators of it. But uh, suffering is like God's megaphone—that um, uh, that God will just speak so loudly, not just to us, but to a—but to a lost and dying world. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's faith, family, and, and others are listening. But right, we—we have—we have the answer in our—in our name, faith, faith, mm-hmm. family. Uh, it, it is by faith that we can endure suffering. Uh, there's just no—there's no other way. I, I don't. It is saving faith. Um, it's not just a, a different differing of opinion on religion, but it is saving faith through through Christ alone. So, so yeah. So thank you, thank you, man. That that's broadly, how how we come at suffering, that's just different. It's just vastly different than the world. So then, specifically, when we suffer, and then, and then even before we suffer, uh, but but certainly while we are, what can we say to ourselves and and others just daily, to remind ourselves of of how to endure suffering, uh, of the suffering of Christ? Like, what is it that we as Christians just walk with and carry with us throughout the
1: day? For instance, everything that he just read. Yes, right. I mean, this is one of those subjects that, I mean, we're not, uh, you and I are teaching the systematic theology class, and and when we go through that, you realize how many uh, subjects, the Bible doesn't give us really clear Concrete answers. Suffering is not one of those subjects. I mean, mm-hmm. the Bible speaks of of uh, our how our response to suffering uh, should look, what our response should look like, all throughout Scripture, New Testament and Old. Um, not to answer all of my questions, all of the questions today with with song lyrics, but that's just <laughs> kind of. Um, but there's a, a line in one of the songs we sing that says, "I know my pain will not be wasted, for Christ mm-hmm. completes His work in me," mm-hmm. and that's something that has always encouraged me when when uh, my, myself or my wife, uh, Allison, has some, some chronic illnesses and going through that, um, knowing that that God has every intention to use uh, that suffering in ways that, that we will spend eternity marveling at. Mm-hmm. we'll continually grow in our understanding of why we suffered in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think preaching that to yourself, teaching yourself, this will not, be a waste there is there is a yeah. reason that christ that 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 our suffering uh the suffering is is upon us in this at this moment hmm.
2: yeah. well first to remember that it's suffering our suffering is only temporary mm-hmm. and our hope is eternal yes how do we respond what do i say to myself first of all be humble not bitter not angry. Mm -hmm. I'm reminded that in the midst of our suffering that is even a part of God's plan for my life and hopefully for my testimony to others so I need to trust in the Lord and not to fear what man can do to me. Mm -hmm. Jesus addressed his disciples and spoke to them about the suffering that they were going to face. In Matthew chapter 10, Jesus sends out the 12 and he warns them about persecution that will come and then encourages them not to fear. In verse 28, Matthew ten twenty-eight, and do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul rather fear him i would say rather reverence him but the word fear is a decent translation rather fear him who can destroy both body and soul in hell as christ was in the garden of gethsemane before his arrest his trial and his crucifixion He prayed, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Mm -hmm. That's an insight into how real his suffering was. And it reminds us that in the moment, our suffering, though temporary, is also very real. But Christ continued as our great example as well as our high priest. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. So our suffering is temporary, but has an eternal benefit because of Christ's once suffering that made us the children of God by grace through faith in the blood of Christ mm. alone. Yes,
0: yes. Well, no, that's excellent. Thank you both, uh, Matthew and Ken. And um, yeah, I, I really helped by by just having, having a humility in it. Absolutely, uh, having a humility in it. One of my mentors, uh, he said, um, uh, a, a kind of a go-to phrase, it's not a scripture passage, but a go-to phrase is, this too shall pass. <laughs> And and, uh, and and we and we know it will. Like it's temporary, as has been said. And and so that constant, like this, this will pass. But what remains? Christ remains. Amen. And uh, and that that is just that that's key. That's key to, to everything. It's so we hope that every single week that you're that you're here with us or or watching, that you walk away with that uh, everything in this world will will pass. It will fade. Uh, Christ and who He is and what He has done. Uh, his work on the cross for us, his resurrection, um, that, that is eternal. That is never fading. So, Faith Family, others, thanks so much for uh, checking us out today with our panel, and uh, hope to see you next Sunday.
2: Thank you for listening to this resource of Faith Family Church. We gather on Sundays at 495 Hugh Hunter Road in Oak Grove, Kentucky, and are a short drive from Fort Campbell in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, As well as Clarksville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website, myfaithfamilychurch.com.